0: are 707 days (laughs) yeah we're gonna do that every week (laughs) until the 2024 presidential elections hi brian hi dean um welcome to uh dinner for schmucks the schmucks are not us (laughs) we're gonna be talking a lot about the schmucks today uh but first i um i had a (laughs) and i had an ask me anything within reason on uh Mm -hmm. thanksgiving And I did something that I admonish people not to do all the time. So I wanted to issue a correction and an apology. Um, Right before I started the show, I read a headline that said that uh, the majority of uh, people dying from COVID are now vaccinated people. Which really freaked me out, and I hadn't had time to read the election. So one, it's a, it, uh, the election, no, the uh, the article. So one, it's a lesson in read the article, and two, never trust headlines because, as it turns out, one one reason that's the case is because more people are vaccinated, so there are a larger pool of people getting COVID, but the other reason is because of the way they define vaccinated people. You could be considered vaccinated if you only got the first one or two shots, depending on if you got Pfizer or Johnson Johnson or Moderna. So I, as far as I'm concerned, if you only got those first shots and didn't get a booster or only got one booster two years ago, you're not vaccinated. So anyway, I apologize <laughs> for my panic, um, but it was, a, it was a little disturbing. Hey, Jen. Uh so today um I want to talk about of course hello the fact that along with its racism and misogyny and anti-immigrant hatred and anti-Muslim hatred and you know you know you know the list um that uh anti Semitism is now undeniably hi Danielle undeniably I wash Wow well, they just they just keep coming in. Um a a major plot sorry a part of the platform of the republican party i'm i don't i i don't want to hear well you know one person pushed back (laughs) or said that what's his name was a bad guy there's no full-throated unified condemnation and unless and until that's the case and unless and until the Republican party rejects anybody who holds such views and keeps such company uh, from becoming um, a candidate in their party, then they are the problem as much as anybody else, even if they're not saying the quiet part out loud. Okay, so we're gonna get into that um, because I think it's it's, well, obviously it's important, but it's a trend that is becoming increasingly alarming and I don't see enough pushback in the media, um, so uh, we will be going there. But before we go do that, I do want to talk a little bit about what's happening with Twitter <laughs> because, again, it's all it's like it's part of the problem. Like Twitter is now a tool of a white supremacist who's not even American. You know, I mean, not that not that that matters because, you know, uh so many americans are white supremacists um but twitter which is which was really one of the most useful and valuable information hubs uh has devolved has been allowed to devolve into the cesspool of the worst kind of hatred uh and 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 it's being run into the ground by a guy who, one, could have done a lot more useful things with $44 billion. And two, like, has all of this power accrued to him simply because he has money, doesn't even understand, Highcliffe, hey. what free speech is. So, Waj, can you help me out here? One, Like, one question is, why are there billionaires? And two, why doesn't anybody in a position of power, on that side of things, even know what free speech is. It's quite maddening.
1: Yeah, so hopefully this is proof that the billionaires will not save us and that the billionaires have failed us. And I think it also reflects the mediocrity of so many of these, mostly white men, it's not just white men, who have been allowed to fail (laughs) up in life because they have been ensconced and protected with privilege and wealth. And if you look at Elon Musk, uh, he made his money, thanks in part, Due to wealthy parents who made part of his money, thanks in part due to uh, working in apartheid South Africa, right? And he didn't create- In t- emerald mines, which I'm yeah.
0: sure were really good for the workers.
1: He, he, he You know, he didn't- cr- yeah, the, the narrative of Musk is very similar to the narr- the bullshit narrative of Trump, which what which made them so successful. The myth of the Ubermensch, uh, the, the chosen one, the brilliant man uh, with the Midas touch, right? The art of the deal. So here's Musk and Trump who somehow through their own ingenuity- and cunning and wit were able to evolve and become like these brilliant men of power and wealth and influence, right? And let's not forget, Donald Trump created the fiction. This is the power of narratives and story. He created the perception of the art of the deal, a book he did not write and a book that came out when he you know, had lost millions of dollars and declared bankruptcy. But Trump was so synonymous with wealth and success that here you go, here's a great pop cultural reference and Home Alone 2, which was on TV last week when uh, Macaulay Culkin's character goes to New York. Who does he meet in the lobby? Donald Trump. That's how powerful. Can't they
0: CGI him out of that fucking thing at this point? I mean,
1: I mean, yes, but that's how powerful the image is, right? And so with Musk, the narrative has been built over years, very deliberately, brilliant man who bucks the system and has his wealth and created Tesla and taking us to the moon. Even Joe Rogan. Yes, Joe Rogan said, why are people criticizing him? he's brilliant and now what you're seeing is uh the 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 emperor has no clothes right he they're revealing their mediocrity their their vulgarity their 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 white nationalism and specifically with musk i think the reason why he bought twitter is kind of on a dare realize oh shit i'm kind of stuck with it oh but you know what even if i lose 44 billion i'll still be the third richest man on earth And specifically, I take people literally and seriously. I'm not Ben Carson. I don't know what's in their heart. I'm not God. I don't know their intentions. If you look at Elon Musk's activities, just on Twitter, his recent tweets, his promotion and elevation of the most horrid anti semites white nationalists and racists on Twitter, it is very clear. He has a fascist white nationalist worldview, just like Peter Thiel, billionaire of PayPal who has funded (laughs) white nationalist candidates, right? And for these folks, including Trump, they want a world in which they are not criticized, where it's free speech for them, none for us. Cruelty for them, but they demand civility, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Safe space for them, but none for us. And so what you're seeing is Musk's deliberate, I think, uh, kind of evisceration of Twitter and all public squares in which billionaires and his club are allowed to be criticized. Like George Collins said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. And I think it's one of those situations where the reason why you're seeing, so- I'll give you an example. I have a friend, very wealthy, uh, who said, I-, I agree with what Musk is doing. I'm like, what do you mean? He's a disruptor. I'm like, maybe he's just an idiot. No, no, I think this is how he's going to help bring profit. And then you also see Mark Cuban. I think there's some end game here. And I think the billionaire 1% class is desperately rooting for Musk to succeed because they realize, oh, shit, the, tr- the masses might turn on us. And Musk melting down is gonna be even worse PR for us. So I all the friends that I have are super wealthy, are are openly kind of rooting for him and think that there is some kind how of how many uh, super wealthy like I don't work. have
0: any super wealthy friends. Who do you who I, are you I, hanging I, out with when you're not a nerd?
1: I have one wealthy super wealthy friend. Oh, okay. uh, and so that's why I think that's happening, right? Because the tribe has to protect its own. And yeah. I'll say this: I've lived long enough, I've traveled the world, the rich are their own tribe. I, I think it rich-
0: genetically alters you when you become yeah. too rich.
1: The, 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 no, the rich are their own tribe. The rich are, they take care of themselves. They take care of their fellow friends. They take care of their shared interests. I mean, there, I'll end on this, that there was this great video that came out a couple of months ago where the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, was gifted this multi-million-dollar car and like Jay-Z and a few other people chipped in money to gift him this car. And I was like, this is such an exquisite, just beautiful microcosm of or even the the la mario race where karen bass won the multi-millionaire republican was supported by snoop dogg and katy perry so the rich are their own tribe and they're rooting for musk even though the rest of us see musk has this agenda to eliminate free speech democracy and the public square and empower these white nationalists who and i'd love to talk about nick Fuentes later because i've been writing about him for two years i'm so glad people finally discovered him nick Fuentes, ladies and gentlemen is the present and future of the Republican Party. And it's yeah. very terrifying.
0: Along with uh, Taylor Greene. Um, But, you know, I actually grew up in a fairly wealthy family. So one of the things about that that, that always kind of blew my mind is rich people always get free stuff. It's just <laughs> incredible that they could easily afford. Uh, Dean, so happy to have you. We don't have you here that much, sure. so uh, I want you to uh, run with it. I'm One question, I mean, you know, address it if you want to or not. I just want to leave sure. one question out here. Why does it always feel like we're just at the mercy of things? C- can't this shit be regulated or something? I mean, it, it just does feel like there's no effort made e- ever to... Sorry, Sebastian is trying to bite my toe off. Um, no effort is ever made to... Uh, towards sensible regulation. Well,
2: oh, that's a great point. First of all, Mary, you're my super rich friend. So if you're not super well, rich, you,
0: you're all I've got. You're the richest friend I have. At least your so name. Sorry
2: is. Sorry to disappoint. That's all I could tell you. What? I can't believe it. I have no. I used to be friendly with Tom Steyer. We're not friends. I can't text Tom Steyer. He would come on my show. All right, just for be, you, I'm going to
0: try to get richer.
2: Try to get richer. Try to become a billionaire. And the it was interesting though. Know, even when I had Tom Steyer on my show frequently. People thought I knew him. They're like, why don't you ask your friend Tom to start a brand new network or something? Like, He's not my friend. It's not like I textize a nice guy. So look, getting back to Elon Musk, who is very interesting. Elon Musk really believes in free speech unless you criticize him then you get fired <laughs> or unless you're China, who he has, and there's been numerous articles about it, he has refused to criticize China. Right now he's about free speech, but not a tweet about their crackdown on people who want to get out of the strict COVID. But Dean, regulate. it's not even what? free speech. No, no, but I'm just saying, of course not. Well, look, it is free. It's not First Amendment free speech. The idea of this, this Plato ideals of free speech, I guess you can make an uh, argument for okay. free speech. It's All not right. First Amendment. You can't cite the First Amendment there's no government action. We get that. But the point is, why doesn't Elon Musk criticize China? Oh, because it's his second biggest market. He's Saudi place is there. And he knows that... If he criticizes China, it's not like America where we go like, well, you criticize the government. That's what we do. No, it's over. There's no more business deal. You lose that market. So Elon Musk is not about free speech. Let me just say this. And and when I conclude at the end in about 27 minutes, I'm going to come back to this very same point here. (laughs) Elon Musk is no friend of the United States of America. I want people to understand that sincerely. I don't say it because he's a naturalized citizen or anything. I say that because he is not a friend of the United States of America. He's a friend of Elon Musk. He mm-hmm. cares about Elon Musk. He was born in South Africa. He went to Canada. The Canadian dream didn't work out the way he wanted, I guess. He became a citizen there, then came to the US and went to school here and was able to become a citizen here. We were his second choice at best. And I can assure you, as sure as you're watching this, he won't end up in the United States. He will go somewhere else. He's sort of like in Independence Day, where the aliens came with the ships and sucked all the resources out and then moved to another place. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Elon Musk. He is an alien ship from
0: Independence oh, Day. Oh, you mean like white people coming to America? Or, Maybe, you if know. you
2: want to do it. So look, I saw Mark Cuban kind of criticize Elon Musk. The the wealthy have their own world. It's a world that we don't even see. Like it's a parallel universe, to be honest. Every now and then we have glimmers into it, but they live in a different universe and they cheer for each other. That, that's true as well. I, I'm worried about Elon Musk that he's bringing back the white supremacists mm. and neo-Nazis who threatened to kill me. And so it's very personal what's going on with Elon Musk. These people were banned. 2017-18, Twitter starts cracking down, but the Daily Stormer, which was named after Der Sturmer, which was Hitler's favorite paper, for those people following at home, his favorite paper. Well, Andrew Englund and those guys fabricated tweets in my name saying I was involved in terrorism. They couldn't post it on Twitter, but they posted it in the Daily Stormer and said, go confronting and tweeted at the time the same thing. And then they were banned, not just because of me, because of other people they targeted. Well, they never committed a crime. I sued them. I won $4.1 million. Oh, then you're because, the richest and, um, per- I'm, I'm, person I'm I know. Nazi money. I got so much Dude, Nazi you're money loaded. The <laughs> they have no money. They're good at bigotry, not at investing. There was no money there. I couldn't get any money from there. It's on paper. It was a, to make a point. It and was the, the principle of the thing. The, the most ridiculous thing to decide is the side. His friends call me up and thought I had money. And they go. Can you lend me money? I go, well, it's Nazi money. Do you want Nazi money? They all say the same thing. Yes, I want Nazi money. It really says a lot about your friends when you win Nazi money. I didn't win any money. The point De- is, Dean is a failure of
1: all immigrant children. I just want to say that. All, <laughs> all immigrant parents right now are just weeping. Dean could have made it. Dean's just money, money. launderer. That's no what money. it is. I, no yeah. I, I, I wish you had gotten them them the money, Dean, saying.
3: to spend against them. That would have been. I fun. was going do- yeah, sure to it. No I pledged to not
2: that fight bigotry. I, I had pledged yeah. to give yeah. the money. Organizations that fight bigotry, including the Dino Bidala Inc. No, the actual <laughs> lot of corporate. But my point is, just to wrap up here, it-, it is personal. It is not this kind of game for people like myself and all everyone who's from a marginalized and minority community. He's letting the people back on if they didn't commit a crime. Well, the neo Nazis defame me. They cause emotional distress. But they never said online, go kill Dean. They never said, go harass Dean. They're not morons. They understand how it works. So they didn't commit crimes. So the Daily Stormer and Andrew Englin will be back online. And they will play their games, the gene up their base. And then they will just tweet about you. And then their followers, as they know, will come and att- attack you. And they'll say, well, that's not what we meant. And Elon Musk is going to let them back on. Because for Elon Musk's business model, having neo-Nazis, white supremacists, public cast deniers, anti-Semites, anti-Muslim bigots, the lgbtq vile, despicable bigots online is a good business decision. And that's how bad he is. So again, Elon Musk is no friend of the United States of America. And I hope people understand that.
0: Yeah. That's I mean, then, thank you, Dean. I, I, business decision and or just a way for him to surround himself with people who uh, think uh, all evidence to the contrary, that he's cool and funny. Um Anyway, I you know, I think it's both. Uh and it also does illustrate that he's in kind of an idiot when it comes to business, considering he's lost fifty of his top one hundred advertisers, and may well get kicked the the Twitter app may well get kicked off of Apple, which I don't think is a sustainable model. Although apparently he's going to invent invent his own phone, which hmm, I'm not I'm not really sure. Then he that, can invent his own
3: app too. Yeah, totally sure. Good.
0: I mean that that'll fly off the shelves. Hi, Sebastian. Um so Danielle you know, anything you want to say about this, but also I'm just, I'm curious. And, you know, we we, we can all answer this at, at one point or another. Um, wh- one of the worst things is, obviously it's it's dangerous, but there is a real community that we all forged on Twitter. And that's, that's a great loss. And um, so, you know, if you want to address that and also your, your, uh, and there's no judgment here there's no right or wrong answer i'm just curious how people feel about you know staying versus leaving what's the line that gets crossed that kind of makes you feel like you don't have any choice and we have we just have to leave
4: yeah so i mean a couple of things one you know we continue to think that elon musk is failing and i want to say that that yeah. is actually that that is actually not the case he is successful he mm-hmm. is being successful in his desire to destroy the world's town square. The right. idea that a billionaire can decide, you know, over a casual, you know, lunch that he is going to buy an app that isn't just a social media platform. It has been a platform where uh you know we have seen activists from around the world be able to organize, be able to tell the world what is happening from China to Iran, to Turkey, to Ukraine, to the United States, to, you know, everywhere. It has been an organizing tool for liberation. And so the idea that a one billionaire has the ability to squash that um, it has been a source for journalists, for, you know, for academics to be able to share their work, right, to share their analysis. This is, if the United States and if others had looked at Twitter, not just as a social media platform, but as the public utility that it is and treated as such, Elon Musk would have never been in the position that he is in to be able to destroy it. Right. And that is yep. the goal here. The goal is to destroy it. The goal is to decentralize information, to decentralize activation of democracy and liberation so that the ultra wealthy can continue to control every aspect of our lives. So we need to just shift the narrative around him being an idiot and him not being successful because he's doing what he intended to do and what he said he was gonna do. It's the same way that I feel when we talk about Donald Trump and people wanna say like, oh, well, with the, the latest, with dining with white supremacists and anti-Semites is, oh, he didn't know who was coming to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Donald Trump can't want at once be lifted up as this genius businessman And then this feeble-minded idiot that doesn't even know who the fuck is coming to dinner at his home, right? And like, and also on that point, again, just to remind everyone that there were thousands of documents that were not supposed to be at Mar-a-Lago that he stole from the White House to a place that he is allowing anybody to be able to walk in off the street as if Mar-a-Lago is akin to a fucking 7-Eleven, right? So again. Right, We continue to look at these very wealthy, very able fucking white men, and the media wants to either turn them into idiots right, who don't know what they're doing, as opposed to the actual villains that they are, that are destroying democracy, that are destroying free speech, that are creating platforms and avenues for white supremacy and the rise of hate that we are seeing in this country and around the world. And so I just wish that... We would stop having, you know, stop thinking of these people and even joking around about like their idiocy because, yes, they are. I mean, if you the, the fragility of Elon Musk's masculinity in his post the other day with the gun and the empty Coke cans as if this billionaire is living in a Motel 6 and like this is what you're like posting up you know the idea that you you are so fragile and so weak that you need to make replicas of of video game guns and then put them next to your real guns cuz that's what makes you a man um you know Uh, We can have those conversations, but they are doing what they have been lifted up and intended to do, which is to decentralize power, take power away from the people and make sure that it is certified in the hands of the ultra wealthy who only look after themselves, right? And lastly, there's a reason why they're all on rocket ships to outer space. And it's because they know that this rock that we're all spinning around on is on its last leg because- of the ways that they've been able to get wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. Polluting and turning the earth into a trash can. And they're all on a spaceship building, you know, modules to go into outer space because they're going to leave the rest of us behind so that we can actually be Elysium. that terrible movie that Matt Damon was in, but literally tells us what the future looks like, which is that the wealthy will be in outer space and the diseased and the poor will be on earth. That's that's what they
0: want. Yeah, but right. Tell and I just, I just I just want to say it can be both. I you know, I Donald is a fucking idiot. There's no you know, no doubt about it. And he's also a loser. But as I've said, it's it's similar to Danielle, what you're saying about Musk. He's a loser, but what consequences has he faced? None. Like he's just continued to fail up. Musk is an idiot he's not a good he didn't invent tesla he didn't invent twitter he just buys stuff because he's allowed to be so fucking rich you know part of the problem where he he should should have been ineligible from buying uh twitter because twitter like other social media should have been regulated like other news sources are but also because he shouldn't he should pay taxes and he wouldn't have been able to afford it probably uh, so i agree that his his um his goal, he's, he is definitely achieving one of his goals, but, uh, I, you know, the business side of it and granted he has money to burn, but he's burning other people's money too. And that's maybe where he, uh, gets into trouble. Um, and I do, I do want to uh, shift gears, but I, you know, I just want to say last and obviously anybody else who hasn't commented on Twitter can, but I do, uh, I do want to shift gears to the other important, uh, topic, but you know, the The thing about Twitter, too, is like I never considered it a news source. I considered it a news aggregator that that pointed me in directions I needed to go to be a very well-informed person. And that is a huge, huge loss. Um, And uh, the difference between Mar-a-Lago and 7-Eleven is 7-Eleven has better coffee. Winter is here, and for many of us, that means struggling to find the right temperature when we sleep. But I've recently found a way to stay at the perfect temperature all night long using silver-infused bed sheets by Miracle Brand that were inspired by NASA. Using silver-infused fabrics, Miracle Brand makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can always sleep in comfort. Since I started using Miracle Brand's self-cooling bedsheets, I stay comfortable every night, all night, thanks to Miracle Brand's thermoregulating sheets' unique self-cooling properties. They're perfect for everyone. Even better, they're self-cleaning, thanks to their infusion of natural silver that prevents 99.9% of bacterial growth. That means they stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. Their design is much better for your skin, with fewer bacteria to clog your pores, and they're great for many of our skin issues. Miracle sheets are also luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands. That makes miracle sheets the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want to sleep better on luxurious feeling bedsheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. So sleep cleaner and more comfortably in luxury with miracle brand sheets. And this really is the perfect time of year to give them a chance because now that it's cold outside, we're turning our heat up, the air is drying out, and it makes it really difficult to regulate our temperature at night. And I have found miracle brand sheets to be an excellent solution to that problem. So go to trymiracle.com slash Mary to try today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40% and be sure to use my promo code, Mary, at checkout to save even more and get three free towels. And Miracle is so confident in its product, it's back with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle brand. Go to TryMiracle.com slash Mary and use the code Mary to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash Mary to treat yourself, a friend, or a loved one this holiday season. Thank you, Miracle Brand, for sponsoring this episode. You can also find the link in the show notes.
5: Just on the on that must thing. Yeah. Um, there... And it was you know this this language and we use with Donald. Whenever people are sort of saying, "Oh, this person's an idiot. They're stupid." What that is is not an assessment. It's more of their fear speaking. It's more of a well. If I call this, if I actually believe this person isn't intelligent, whatever that means, then I can believe they're not as much of a threat Mm -hmm. because I couldn't possibly have either calculated things out into the future, which somehow some people think that makes people more effective in getting what they want if what they want is chaos, but they couldn't have calculated it or they are so stupid that they don't realize whatever they want, won't work. And, and it's just sort of, I find it so um, unintelligent to even go in that direction because obviously both Elon Musk and Donald Trump have been incredibly effective in getting what they want in life yep and so to this discourse around is someone smart or not are they playing three-dimensional chess or not like what the fuck how many chess players are billionaires how many chess players end up running you know hitler wasn't a chess player so i don't think that like this disc this 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 way that we slice at things we have to ask these Jen, questions
0: sorry i'm i just i want to speak to that because yeah. it's such an important point it comes down to ascribing motives and we always get the motive wrong. They only want what's best for them, no matter how it makes them look to other people they don't even fucking care about. Right.
5: And also this, yeah, I mean, and it's also, if you underst- if you put yourself literally, not literally, figuratively in someone's shoes or in their mindset, you'll kind of predict what they'll do next. And that's what terrified me unbelievably after Donald one, because having studied white collar criminals for so long, I under understood his type and I tried to understand what he would do next that I, I have not really been wrong. And, um, I think there are others who want to look at things through a particular other lens and instead of looking at the person right in front of them, so that's yeah. kind of what I, I want to say. Um, but I, I know Brian has something to say about Musk as well,
0: yeah, Brian. Cool. Um, uh, about Musk, and then um, we are going to shift gears because we're go- you know, we're almost halfway done. So, well, Brian, I'll go ahead and quick. then <laughs> and, and then we'll uh, uh, move on to, to Cliff.
6: I'll be real quick. All this I mean, argument, you about- don't have
0: to be real quick. I'm is- just
6: I, you I will up. because it's real easy. I'll be real quick about Elon Musk. We can think all that we want about him. Uh, Danielle. he is successful. Uh, He can play the idiot and the savant and people buy it. But the bottom line is, let's give Elon Musk the benefit of the doubt. By golly, maybe he really wants to make the world safe for free speech and democracy. Well, he's failing because you cannot be the voice of the people by merely being the cacophony of divisive voices who rely on facts of their own making. That's the fact. And mm-hmm. that's what he's done by destruction of Twitter. So even if he is doing or wants to do what he, he claims he wants to do, he's a lying sack of shit. Now we can move on.
0: Yeah, um, I know Dean and Danielle, sorry, Cliff, but uh, Dean and Danielle have to leave and <laughs> imminently so i want each of them uh dean you just you just wrote an uh, article a piece about uh, nick fuentes danielle if there's anything specific you have to say about that issue quickly uh dean where can we find your article and like what is your one big takeaway danielle do you want to go or
3: can you say
4: yeah i i mean i'll just say this on, on on nick fuentes um i think that What has troubled me so much about this continued story in the press, once again, is the fact that we're not talking about Republican silence. And we're not saying that their silence is their complicity because they all believe the same thing. They are aligned with Nick Fuentes, they are aligned with the way in which you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar have spoken at the, at their rallies, at their events. Like the reason why nothing is being said from leadership is not because they are being held fucking hostage by Donald Trump. They are willing accomplices. And I That's can't nice. stand that fucking language either. Like, oh, the Republican Party is being held hostage by Trumpism. Hostages are being held against their will. Right. Hostages want to be free. The Republican Party is a white, a well-funded, white supremacist, organized hate group. And until the media starts actually articulating that and talking about them in that way and saying that the reason why there is silence is because they are complicit and because this is who they are aligned with. This is the base of their party and talking about it like that. Put them on the defensive. Make them come out and say, oh, no, that's not us. Well, then show me. Because no one needs to stand up and say, I am an anti-Semite or I am a racist. All you have to do is watch what they say, watch what they don't say, and watch who they rock with. And we know from the beginning who who Donald Trump is, who the Republican Party is because of who they have lifted up and who they continue to give voice to and give leadership positions to. Like, this is who they are. So we can stop pretending and being willfully ignorant that we don't know or we don't know what's in their heart. We have a good idea.
0: Yeah, Uh, Dean. Sorry, Brian,
2: Dean's gotta Uh, leave. So we're gonna let him. So I'll I'll get very quick. I mean, I couldn't agree more with Danielle and it's something Mary and you I've talked to, talked about so many times in the past. This media narrative that Republicans are silent because they fear Trump. The reality is they're silent because they agree with Trump. That's the reality. Either they agree with the actual toxic message, or they agree with Donald Trump is bringing people to our base that we need to win elections. So in either case, they're agreeing, they're complicit. Ron DeSantis, I tweeted out an article, I didn't write it, it an article from a few months ago, then twice this year, white supremacists expressed support for Ron DeSantis, and neither time did he want to denounce them. So it's not just Trump, Ron DeSantis is waiting, he's going to be worse than Donald Trump, he is smarter than Donald Trump, he is much more dangerous. So. I just want to say that and thank you. Uh, you know, I wish I had more time, but thank you so much for having me on again, Mary. I'll come on more often. It's just pre-tapes. Whenever you my, can, my
0: it is an open invitation. Thank you so much, Dean, Thanks, guys. for Thanks. all nice of your great work. You. to seeing
6: you, buddy. All right. Um... So, to, to on the media narrative, Mary, it, it's okay. There, we are. It's we're the ones that are willingly being held hostage to the narrative because of ratings. The Republicans yeah. are held hostage in their mind. They're held hostage by the money. Gosh, we would love to come out and say something against these guys, but wow, they, they're making it possible for us to to get money. So that's why they scream that they're, that's their idea of why they're being held hostage. Now, is yeah. it bullshit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's thats like when my kid says, you know, who, who broke the vase that fell off them? Not me. I was just there. It just, I'm, gosh, I wish I knew, you know, it's yeah. bullshit. It's childish bullshit, and we allow ourselves to be taken advantage of that way. Out of uh, it's all about the money. Take the money out of it, out of politics. Take the money out of uh, our ability to tell lies, and things will change. But not yeah.
0: Well, it's it's dangerous bullshit, and uh, you know, Cliff, I'm going to get you in here. I just want to frame this, Mm, Sebastian. (laughs)
6: Sebastian's going to eat you. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
5: Sebastian has logged not... off. Let me let me frame this, Cliff. We have a uh, African gray parrot who has sabotaged the show. His name is Sebastian. Um, the other thing to like say to... is for folks wondering in the chat that was a Honeycrisp apple that I had. I kept myself nice. muted so it would not disturb the show
3: and i want to make Um, clear that i'm not Waj's rich friend because as you can tell (laughs) i can't even get my shades fixed in my office so i have to keep moving (laughs) over this way as the sun moves (laughs) so that you can see my entire face so mary do you like
5: when i take
0: over things it's going really well
3: um
0: you know part of the problem is sebastian gets really jealous when i'm on zoom and I just didn't close the door all the way. So if I try to get rid of him, he'll just bite me, and it won't be fun. Sebastian, but... hi, Sebastian. Does he remember? Hey, Sebastian, I'm your friend Jennifer. Hey, oh, hey, he's, turn around. He's he's looking. Um, anyway, clip <laughs> before you start. I just want to frame this for everybody. You know, for those of us, for those of us who who don't obsessively pay attention to everything that's going on, um. Donald, who is surrounded by uh, government-employed secret service agents who vet everything, yeah, uh, hosted on Thanksgiving of all days. I guess I guess the Taliban weren't available. Um, hosted notorious anti-Semite Kanye West, you know the troubled black guy, Donald right. refer- as Donald refers to him, and uh, Nick Fuentes, who's somebody I really try not to think about because he's so repulsive on every which at In 23 way, yeah. is quite quite an a couple or 24 whatever it's quite an accomplished anyway so kanye according to donald brought this guy donald didn't know who he was uh who is is a nazi he's a <gasps> nazi he denies and, the
3: holocaust i mean he's the real thing he, we're not he, just some yes. people think we're exaggerating no, he really is a Nazi.
0: He's the worst of the worst. He, ho- I don't know what it's called, but he ha- hosted this thing at which both Paul Gosar, a Republican in the House, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is the de facto leader in the House right now, they both spoke at Nick Fuentes's event of fellow Nazi Holocaust deniers. So, Cliff, the whole, I didn't know, or... I'm not saying anything, so I everything must be fine. Th- this, is, this is beyond infuriating at this point, yep. that n- no matter what happens, we cannot seem to be able to pin these people down and hold them accountable and get rid of them. They should not be in the body politic.
3: Correct, and it always takes us back to the same place. And you know, because my God, you've been listening to Donald probably in In public, but in rooms, in places for I don't know how many years. He, I mean, he uses the same bullshit. Yeah, I can't even. He (laughs) uses the same bullshit lines. I mean, it it, it would be laughable if it weren't for the fact that Republicans and and these you know around him idiots around him believe him, and the media chooses to just play dumb and accept these kinds of. I mean, remember we didn't know who David Duke are dumb. Yeah, he didn't know who David Duke was. was? Like, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make a whole list before this show, and I forgot. He has used that bullshit line at least a dozen times. I had no idea who that was. Who was that? I had no idea. It's always somebody like that. It's always the same thing. And the worst thing about this, he gets away with that because they just accept that it's entertaining and it's clicks, as you said. But the worst thing about it and why I get so angry and why our media fucking sucks and why the New York Times that sets the agenda sucks is because... Not only do they have they done this, but they've now taken us a step further. You may remember Gozar and, and Marjorie Taylor Green, at least when they spoke at that that little twop, twits uh, pardon me uh, you know event. <laughs> I was speaking like my British uh, I, I, I was
0: gonna say know. has the sun pushed you all the way to Great Britain? Yeah, I lived in the United
3: be? Kingdom for a bit, and we use certain words there where we, I now, can't use here. I, kinda, I apologize for offending. Just don't say anymore. the c word, please. That's, exactly. That's yeah. all I ask. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go back to twin. Yeah, I know I watched. Uh, you know, when you when you sit there and you watch the boys, he uses the c word a lot. So yeah. I, a lot. I will. I will not use. I apologize seriously to anybody. I, no, not anybody who's offended. I just apologize. That's how you apologize. <laughs> um, there you go. But but um like this this little incel punk Enoch Fuentes you know who's sitting there to t- they have now normalized him because you know Maggie Haberman and all of them sat there and they were like far right you know agitator and they try to describe him in all of these ways so whereas there was actual repercussions they weren't much but where where you know uh, my, at the time McCarthy had to, to strip. Marjorie Taylor Greene of her committee assignments because of the Jewish lasers, you know, comment, as well as her speaking at that event. Now nothing will happen. So we've now gone a step further. No, she'll get promoted. Where and so what's going to happen next time that somebody gets together with Nick Fuentes, any of them, right? Doesn't matter, Trump, whatever, whichever member of the Republican Party, Pence, whoever is. It's totally normal. It's been normalized now. No one's going to say anything. It's just acceptable now that he is a part of the Republican base. And and so that so we've actually found a way to get worse this week, which if that was possible, our media has found a way to get worse. Republicans <laughs> have found a way to get worse. And the one other thing I just say, I mean, again, this is where the lack of like civics and lack of history, you know, being taught in our schools and the lack of just media doing their job and educating people. The fact that you saw in that little ridiculous airplane, Kanye, Milo and Nick Fuentes sitting there essentially espousing the KKK line. I would have loved to see those three guys in the, in the Indiana clan when there was a resurgence in the 1920s, who by the way, hated you if you were black, gay or Catholic. Right? I'm, not, like I'm actually history, thinking Nick Fuentes weird.
0: is secretly Jewish because, you know, I mean, he's like,
3: at least a quarter Jewish because he's got to do the Hitler thing. Right? Nazis but like,
0: kind of hate black people and, but, uh, Gay people as well as Jews, and but so- also
3: yeah, the, the resurgence of the Klan in the '20s was against Catholics. That's right. And yeah, that's is right. Catholic, so like these guys, there's just no understanding that there should be stories in the media about the the backgrounds of these guys and how the old right that they are now kissing up to, they're now trying to be a part of, would have just. They would have killed them, is what they would have done. Oh, wait, I'm sorry.
0: I'm forgetting about Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller fits right in. Oh, right.
3: Yeah, yeah. so they they have their Jewish. He should join the three of them and go to a Klan rally and see how that goes over. Why are we falling for
6: Nick Fuente's obvious plea to be uh, just to get attention? Who's falling? uh, We, the media, that why are we falling for it? Why aren't we vetting it? He's a 24 year old with no experience probably still lives in the basement of his mother's house, has a collection of old Playboy porn and God knows what he does with his own socks.
3: He's a, He may he, read your stories in Playboy from yeah, Playboy. I,
6: but, I'm, yeah, maybe, yeah. I'm the excuse people get for buying I'm the magic. But Brian, here.
0: I mean for I hate hell, to put no, it hell in hell these terms, but the leader of the it. Republican Party
6: hosted this person
0: and we he's already announced his 2024 run that's That's like how do you ignore that
6: that's news you cannot ignore it how did he get the attention to come before donald that's the problem miller probably and how did he get the attention i don't know but it's our i don't
0: think stephen miller needed to
6: no we don't vet people in the press we don't someone stands up and they're put out as, as, as because he a, hosted it. I'm sorry. No, they they, they stand them out as an expert and we fall for it. We don't vet them. Look, this kid should be running laps on a football team. He'd never make a football team, but he's younger than my youngest child. I have no respect for anybody who puts him forward. I have no respect for him and I have no respect for a lack. He has a complete lack of experience on any issue. He is 24 years old. He could he's an anti Does he know any better? No, and I'm sorry that sounds like the old man coming at you, but experience matters. Of course, and it, when we treat them as 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 our own equals, that's our problem.
0: But Brian, this is what they do. That that's that's how that's what's what his name? Do. Ben Ben No, no, no. Ben what's his name? Ben
3: Shapiro. Thank yeah. you. Ben
0: Shapiro was a young kid. They they get fine you know it's not, the media didn't create Ben Shapiro yes they they definitely That's elevated good. him he they get funded
3: they do the right, right spends I millions on
0: nick fuentes guys. had an event i don't think the new the, the you know the media didn't give it to him and he hosted congress people and became news i agree with you he's a little punk who should never have been in this position but he is now he now has the ear of some of the most powerful people in the Republican party and the rest of the Republican party is pretending he doesn't exist, see, which I mean, gives him even more power.
6: And see in the old days, Mary, that would be what, where a 60 minutes piece would come in. This would be yeah. a, a McCarthy hearing. This would be something yeah. in Congress. We don't. Well, you're right
3: about all that, Brian. That's the media is falling apart. Yes, and we're yes. no. we
6: Do not vet people. We present both sides as being equal. Well, yeah, this fine. side is equal to that side. That's not what it is. He is unvetted, untested, inexperienced, yeah. and has no clue as to as to what the world is really like. And yet we ascribe to him the same amount of, of respect that we would give to Joe Biden for the love of God. We give him as much if he were to come out and say well, that's that's the problem it's just
3: a downward spiral though all of re- weak republicans and the, and the media reinforce each other because when the media doesn't do what you're saying brian and go after him, and we it allows and we republicans it. to get away with not exactly. denouncing him and then yeah, they don't really, denounce that's him, exactly it right. feels like they don't have to cut you know like it's just this downward spiral of ugly
0: all of that is stipulated jen but if the republican party roundly denounced this piece of garbage. I don't think we would be having this conversation and I don't think he would be, even if Donald hosted him, I don't think he would, he would have the kinds of access he is going to have now. And I'm talking about McCarthy and and McConnell on down.
5: Yeah. I mean, I think we can synthesize um, this kind of conversation or debate by saying that renunciation could also put people like Fuentes in their place in terms of saying, look, um, we're going to, we're going to talk about this now, but keep in mind, we're not going to ha- always have an opportunity to denounce every 20 year old with sort of whack pot, uh, you know, wacko, anti-Semitic racist ideas and the press shouldn't be elevating them either. But since this person dined with the leader of the Republican party, who's also announced is only Republican who's announced their candidacy so far, it's important to make note of this and to dig into who's funding this guy, follow mm-hmm. the dirty money and all this stuff, but to, to sort of, you can both speak about it and also, you know, you know, kind of condemn Donald for the company he keeps, you know, and, and, yeah. that, you know, there's, I think you, there's a way to manage it. And I don't think ignoring things makes it, makes it better. And I will just say, you know, as a Jewish person, one of the the, the biggest frustrations, and and so much of this is, where we have always, um, as Jewish Americans, been cautious. And I'm speaking generally, but I think this would resonate with you, Cliff, as well. Which is, on the one hand, um, we kind of don't want to draw attention to ourselves or complain about anti semitism because there's often the you know, the um, the pushback, the backlash of oh. Um, you're complaining and now you canceled us even before we use cancel. Now you're, now you're using all of your power to condemn us. And all we did was raise questions about how powerful you are. So see, right. know, so, so we don't like to get in the catch 22 of that. And we also are quite aware, um, not all Jews are white, but for white Jews, we're also aware of our privilege. Um, and there's this, you know, there are other groups in, in America who've had it worse in America. And so there's, it's, it's, it's a complicated thing when you denounce anti-Semitism and you just sort of see this, how, how it's happening now, the, the whole, the whole debate and conversation around Kanye West, you know, is it, you know, is it powerful white Jews trying to destroy a black voice? Um, and what complicates and i'm saying well no that's not it we're denouncing this 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 call to violence and so on and yet at the same time you know kanye has said incredibly racist things before and there wasn't a backlash because of white power and so you know it's hard to own a lot of different identities at once and while we struggle with this sometimes we stay silent and so i just want to you know point out that that it's that it's difficult being a minority who has been persecuted before, but also in a, a fairly stable place in America. Um, Anyways, so I, I don't know if that any of that you know, makes I, sense.
3: I think that's really important. I'll just say quickly, Jen. I mean, and, and I'm someone who grew up in you know not with a religious background at all, and uh, you know even a little bit of a mixed family. So we had traditions, we had Christmas, we had stuff like that. But the thing is, I still was always taught the lessons, you know, from my family. You know, and I'm sure you heard these things too. And I think you started to them, which is you know, don't stick your head up out there. Things are going well now, but it always can change. And if it does, we're the ones that are coming. I mean, you know, especially my family were German Jews. I mean, it's about as or a big chunk of them, not all of them. It's about as ingrained in you as it can be that, that, which is why I never understood, you know, Jews who could get behind Donald Trump can find any kind of instability because, even if you were selfish, I mean, there are a million reasons I couldn't get them behind them. You know, I'm not a racist. I'm not a misogynist. I think people deserve a real wage and, you know, all that. But beyond that, even if I were just purely selfish, when instability comes is when bad people come knocking on our doors. That's what history teaches you. And so, you know, even again, with my family's traditions that were not this sort of very exclusive Jewish family in terms of only doing, you know, I went to Grace Church School in New York City, right? Episcopalian school. and But that lesson was always taught, which is the moment things get a little bit sort of unstable on the moment. Be careful. Don't stick your head up. And, you know, it feels like that right now you got a guy sitting here in the Washington airport, raising his arm and, you know, and yelling Nazi stuff. You got that loser in Arizona who lost the, the secretary of state candidate who lost sent out a tweet that said it's Soros's count. It's Soros's polls. It's Soros's, you know, this, I mean, like 15 times he said that. I mean, yeah, I'd be lying if I said it's not getting a little uncomfortable out there if you're somebody, you know, of our ilk looking around and seeing what's being said in powerful places.
0: Yeah, and I, I think we're talking about two separate but, uh, you know, interrelated issues. Uh, there's the media role, but there's also the the Republican Party here. And I, this is not a defense of Donald because he's uh, as complicit as anybody. But for him, it is, it's literally characterological. If Adolf Hilt- Hitler came back and was nice to donald donald would be like he's my guy especially if
6: he gave him money
0: of course i mean love letters so um you know the fact that he he doesn't care about um the anti-semitism because he shares it or the racism because he shares it you know it is not an issue it it, i mean sorry is is not an absolution um but the republican party doesn't even have that excuse you know they they you Know, uh, they have the power, just not the uh, will to do something. <laughs> I can't believe I just said those two words anyway. Um, <laughs> just sorry, thinking about Nietzsche, apparently. Um,
3: they they, well, they just are, they're in favor of a blonde beast roaming the land, conquering that's right. Us all. <laughs> uh,
0: they, they just <laughs> care about their power and they'll get it no matter, no matter what they need to do in order for hey. that to happen on one second. I just want to say that like I think one thing we haven't spoke about is and then Jen go ahead. Uh is is the context in which the media so often fails us is their refusal to educate people. Um you know anti-Semitism has been on the rise in this country since Donald uh came onto the national stage six years ago. I mean not that you know what I'm saying po- entered the political fray six years ago. Um, and there is something uniquely dangerous about anti-Semitism. I'm not saying it's worse. I'm just saying it's it's uniquely dangerous historically and for the media to fail to uh, uh, help people understand what that means because you know I grew up in New York City, um like it's you know uh like the at least i don't know a big percentage of the nerd avengers are jewish like my friends growing up my friends now and and it's kind of shocking to realize that the the number of the percentage of jewish americans is really tiny it's tiny it's less than five percent i think so, about three percent I think. yeah you know so so it's just another it's just another dangerous myth um that it's easy for those of us you know who live in in the coastal elite places i uh, don't you know forget about um so because of you know what <clears> our, <throat> our day-to-day lives look like and our what our circles look like um anyway jen go ahead and and welcome back Wash and daniel Thanks. So
5: I, I'm, you know, sometimes I peek over at the comments and there's a comment by someone and I'm, I'm confused what it means. So maybe they can clarify, but they wrote, these people should be careful what they wish for. Look what happened in Germany. So I don't know if that could mean these people like me and Cliff as Jews, or maybe it means these people, the Republicans should be careful what they wish for. But either way, I actually don't think they give a fuck. If you look at what um, uh, Jenna Ellis said. Oh, my God. Oh I my need God. to give an update. You know, uh, She had said about the murder of the people at the bar in Colorado, the LGBTQIA bar. She said, well, you know, they're going to hell anyway. They didn't accept Jesus as their savior. And I had put something up on Twitter at that time saying – you know this is you know there's so many things wrong with this, but um, you know if you want to believe in hell, that's great. Not everybody does, and so it's also almost justifying their murders. And her comments on Twitter was: "See, for all these people who sit, claim they don't believe in hell, then why are they so upset? It's obviously true that they believe in eternal damnation. That's why they feel guilty about their sins and about basically. And that's not what it is." What it is, is when you say that people are going to hell and they're not worthy of your heaven, what you're encouraging is here on earth, violence against them. That's the story. And I think we need to make this connection. I am very much freedom of religion person. I think Christianity is a beautiful religion, just like I think Islam is. And when I look at the texts of these religions, I mean, I think the Sermon on the Mount, when I first got to read it as a... As a uh, text not as a religious text I, i'm impressed with this socialist long-haired you know dude from the middle east well, he's with darker skin
3: cool. and darker eyes right and, yeah know. i mean
5: it's really cool so that i mean those texts are interesting and there's there's messed up stuff in all these these different texts but people should be free from atheism atheist is that right atheism that's great too i i'm very much a believer in celebrating the different ways people live their human experience in the mysteries and 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 sort of terror of what mortality is. Right. I, I'm I I don't have the answers, but I don't happen to subscribe in those ideas. And it's not about those ideas. You know, for adults who are old enough to use common sense and reasoning, it's about controlling people here on earth and justifying violence. And oh, so anyway, it's, it's what Jen, so I'm you... curious if people in the chats have a response to whether that was um I don't know what they say. Uh, I don't know what that meant. Anyway.
6: uh, Real quick, what what you miss about the evangelicals, and they're the ones you have to worry about as far as Christians go, they don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about your religion. They don't give a shit about what you think. Their idea of freedom of religion is for them to be free to proselytize for their faith against you. And by the way, in the White House, when Trump was in the White House and they were there talking about making Jerusalem the capital of, of Israel. It's all about bringing about Armageddon. Right. they, well, they want Gen I, I back in want Israel, want Israel. the end of the world. The rapture you're going to can... go to hell and they're going to heaven to their enlightenment. So nothing you say is ever going to impress them because, or make a difference to them because they just
3: do I'd just like to point out quickly that when they do go up and I'm <laughs> left here, I'm taking all of their valuable stuff. Absolutely.
0: So, yeah. I hang on one second. I just want to say that, first of all, um, like if I tell somebody to go to hell, it means nothing. It means I'm mad at them, but it does. I don't believe in hell, so if somebody actually believes in hell and they tell you you're going to hell, I that's go to Mar a Lago. Think dis- yeah. well, that would yeah. nice. <laughs> wouldn't wish that on anybody except the people who go there. Um, but you know, a, a large part of the problem here is that a certain brand of Christianity has infiltrated our government to a dangerous degree that. Two of the um, most important issues uh, we're looking at now, well, I can't think of the second one, um, so just one of them, abortion rights. Uh, people who are against abortion rights um, only have a religious argument, and that is uh, having a huge impact on uh, the way laws are made, and that's not how it's supposed to be. Danielle? Danielle?
4: yeah so jen said that i miss, that i, <laughs> I missed some crossover stuff so i just i i want to say i want to say uh just a couple of things um anti-blackness anti-semitism uh anti-trans anti-gay all of it is a venn diagram of hate yep. all of these people are cut from the same cloth so when they try to create when they try and create um, this crabs in a barrel dynamic, that this, this oppression Olympics, right. Um, and we allow for them to do that and to just and to justify it, We miss what the larger game is here, right? Which is the white evangelical Christian, white supremacy, white Christian nation that they want, right, which has everyone else who is not subscribed to that orientation be subjugated to oppression. And second-class citizenship, and all of these things. And so, you know, any time that I that I personally, and I grew up on Long Island, um, and so I grew up with, you know, a a lot of Jewish friends, and you know, and have had the privilege of, you know, working at JCCs and sending my younger cousins to JCCs for preschool and like learning about the Jewish faith and culture. And, you know, and like Jen, I, I am not a person that subscribes to any organized religion, but I absolutely love, you know, the, the text that hasn't been bastardized um, from various religions, right? But I want people to understand that hate is hate is hate. Whenever yeah. we see an uptick in semitism, and an, uh, an uptick in anti-blackness and an uptick, it is all happening. For these same marginalized groups that have always been demonized, and so yeah. I just what I love is that whenever we see it on in one place, that we would always elevate the reality that it is con- that it is connected. That this is the Venn diagram. That this actually um, that that this actually isn't about these individualized groups. It's about oppression as a whole and yeah. what evangelicals have wanted, right? Yeah. Which is Return to slavery, the demonization of Jewish people, the erasure of queer people, you know, the demonization of Muslims, like, you know, and to create that that world of fear and hate. So I just I want us to be able to recognize, like, the game that is being played and who the pawns really are.
0: Yeah. And uh, Jen and, and I talked about this.
4: And
6: you go to hell. That's all it is. They, the slavery, they don't care about. All they care about, they're a death cult. They believe. That at the end of the day, they are going to survive, and they're going to bring about the apocalypse or the or Armageddon any way they can because they believe they are the chosen people. They're going to heaven, and the rest. Yeah, of it Brian, finish. it's not. Just you say, can't hang, on second, it. hang on a second. It's hang on a second. The, oh, sorry.
0: No, no, it's okay. I just want to say, first of all, I I don't give a shit what they believe.
6: They don't I, care what
5: we
0: believe. They don't. <laughs> I don't, either, I don't but care. I'm just to I care about how them. dangerous and emp- how dangerous they are because of how empowered they've become. That's true by one of our two major political parties. Um, Waj, I want you to weigh in on this issue. I just, I went really quickly. I just want to say that Jen and I uh, spoke offline about uh, a similar issue to what uh, Danielle just laid out. And it's, it's that, it's this. Um, If you are uh, a person with any basic human decency, you should care as much about the rise in anti-Semitism, the 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 perpetual racism uh the misogyny the homophobia the anti muslim hatred the anti immigrant hatred etc 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 as much as you would if you belong to one of those groups it yes i am not jewish i do not have a personal uh experience uh, you know my family wasn't slaughtered in the holocaust which nick as a piece of shit uh, absolutely happened and killed millions of people um but and even if it weren't the case that most of my friends are jewish i should care as much about people being targeted by their identities whether they're cultural or genetic or chosen than i would if i or my daughter belonged to one of those groups that's what allyship should be about Sorry, I'm just like so angry again. Waj, help me out. Well, you're not. You're like you're gonna make me less angry. <laughs> uh, as,
1: as your friendly neighborhood Muslim and, and the practicing uh, religious person of the nerd Avengers, the one who will be saved and go to uh, heaven, <laughs> uh, as I tolerate all you <laughs> godless heathens. Uh, Wait, you're I'm not
5: gonna, practicing Jew.
0: You're stop. not gonna throw a rope.
5: Oh in yeah,
1: sorry, Jen is. <laughs> so Jen, yeah, 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 I, mean, I mean, Jen and I look down upon you. Uh, but don't judge you. Um, I will say this I'm just kidding, folks. Look, so the question often I just want to connect the dots as building upon what everyone's saying because what's common to us, unfortunately, isn't common to most folks. Uh, for some of us who have to swim in these dank Republican swamps for the past god knows how many years, uh, we have been trying to warn folks about what's at play. Two years ago, uh, almost has been two years, Paul Gosar, congressman from Arizona, skipped. A vote in the House. That's his job as a congressman on a stimulus bill to go be the keynote speaker at Nick Fuentes' white nationalist rally.
0: Yeah, we mentioned that.
1: Yeah, a few of us tried to write about it, tried to connect the dots. Uh, The reason why I've been trying to sound the alarm almost every week uh, about the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar and Wendy Rogers spoke at this conference a couple of months ago and were not denounced is because we realize the GOP is normalizing a radicalized weaponized movement that will unleash terrorism against the rest of us. And I know you guys have heard the deep state and QAnon before, but it's important to know what it really means. They believe that the Jews, sorry, the Jews, Jen, and her people are part of an international cabal, the nerve center, using the rest of us to deliberately weaken the Western civilization and the white race. The reason why the Jews are the nerve center is because they are so smart. They're so advanced and so cunning. And Danielle and I, the darkies, are so savage, so beastly, so inferior that we have to be used by the Jews to do their work. Not only is it black people, because he's an anti-black racist. They call them savages and criminals. The Jews, part of the globalists who control everything and uh, want to, you know, emasculate men and, and remove Western Christian civilization. The feminists who are specifically emasculating men by demanding, I don't know, equal rights. The Muslims who are now a top three threat in the past 20 years because we have the numbers and and apparently represent a theocratic threat to their theocratic theocratic, uh, destiny. And also LGBTQ. And the reason why we have to keep reminding people about what happened at Club Q is when given a moment to pause, lower the temperature and say, you know what? This is a step too far. Our mainstreaming of the groomer and QAnon conspiracy is radicalizing people to violence. I want people to pay attention in the past two weeks what the Republican Party and its enablers have done. The next day, Tucker Carlson spent his entire show tripling down on the groomer conspiracies, right? Tim Pool tripling down, Jenna Ellis. They didn't apologize. Just like what happened with Paul Pelosi. Instead of saying, yo, 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 this is a step too far. The conspiracy that radicalized uh, David DePap, I think that was his name, they followed up with another homophobic conspiracy that will radicalize more folks. So if you've been paying attention, Jews, black folks, immigrants of color, Muslims, women, uh, LGBTQ plus, and anyone who's against them, that means liberals, are all part of the deep state. When Donald Trump, the presumptive nominee for the 20th 2020- a majority rules. Yeah. Yeah, but when Donald Trump, the president, right, the former president and the presumptive nominee of the GOP, ladies and gentlemen, let's not forget this. I'll I'll believe it when I see it when it's DeSantis, meets with Kanye, who, by the way, people are forgetting, uh, DEFCON 3 against Jews, Kanye. People are just casually forgetting that. And Nick Fuentes. And when Hugo Lowell of The Guardian says that the aides told Donald Trump you have to renounce him and Donald Trump said, I won't do it because it'll alienate some part of my base, ladies and gentlemen. We are dealing with a radicalized, weaponized movement that has completely mainstreamed KKK, Nazi, and white nationalist talking points. It has taken over an entire party. And And very
0: often in the name of religion, which is- In the name of religion,
1: because the end goal, and this is where religion comes in, and this is important. Another thing that we've talked about on this show that media does not talk about, the end game is a Christian theocracy. It's Christian nationalism. It's tied like this with white supremacy. And there was a beautiful report that came out that people did not read which talked about how Christian nationalism inspired in part uh, the January 6th violent insurrection. So I know you guys have talked about this a lot. I just wanted to connect the dots. And the reason mm-hmm. why I write about this or tweet about this almost daily is because Daniel and I have the joke on our podcast. They're like, we're like the black and brown Paul Revere, but instead of seeing us heroes, they just shoot us off the horse and call us crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm, a,
0: I'm, I'm an atheist. So nobody cares what I think about anything. So, you know, what are you going to do? I, I think that, um, i mean i totally agree mitch mcconnell's goal is to turn the united states into a theocratic apartheid state um i absolutely believe that and um and the the minority being white republicans um but i you know i I think we're definitely going to have to um my cap we're definitely going to have to uh pick this up i'd love to have somebody like william barber on uh to to talk about this Uh, he's awesome and I think we also need to to start connecting this explicitly with Q and other conspiracy theories because I think those kinds of things just kind of soften the ground for people to become more paranoid and more easily manipulable Um, I know we're running late but really quickly because I you know I I said we were going to do this earlier and I I, it's important Uh, I want to take the temperature here I just want to know Are you guys staying on Twitter? And if so, what is the line that gets crossed that's going to push you out? And can we please come up with a a unified strategy? So when that time does come, if it comes, we go out uh, and hopefully take the whole thing down with us. Uh, So Jen, let's start with you. So, um,
5: until this morning, I had not been on Twitter.
4: Twitter, quitter, because no. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a Twitter quitter. <laughs> that's why
5: I, was, I quit Twitter on Thanksgiving. And that's what they threw, call a Freudian slip, <laughs> and threw my attention into Mastodon and Post. And then I felt guilty because I feel like. Um, I need to promote, I'm, I'm bringing in a lot of great guests to my podcast, um, that launches this Sunday on my birthday. It's called booked up with Jen Please Yay. go to Apple or Spotify in your app and follow and listen to the trailer. Um, anyhow, and I just thought, who am I kidding? Um, I, I have to promote this <laughs> on Twitter. Um, that's just how it works. So I did go on, um, and put up something about that and, um. I think that I just put it in the chat, but the tweet says, Hey, rocket man, Elon Musk, before you burn this place to the ground, could you please promote my podcast called booked up with Gentob? Thanks. And I'll send you a pony if you do. So, um, I feel like, look, um, I, I fucking hate it there now. And I really wasn't going to go back. Um, and I think it was before it was right before he announced that he's letting everybody back on. And I think it was the, uh, right at the time when he he tweeted the eight eight eighty eight million thing, which eight eight for all you know, if you don't know that, that's a letter H eight eight, 8 and people have tattoos with this white supremacist. It means H H is in Heil Hitler, and I just I reached my my limit, um, and then you know. Being a Jew and everything, I need to make money, so I put it. No, I'm kidding. I'm not making money on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That if, if there were not only Jews yet, around, we could joke about. And I, I should Jen and it. I
3: met privately to discuss what <laughs>
5: before the show. <clears> no, no, but, I mean, I felt, In fairness, I have some really great people coming on, and they expect me to promote the show and promote their books. And um, anywho, and the. And uh, the pony joke has to do, I, you know, when he asked the flight attendant for sexual favor and offered her a pony. So I thought that'd be funny. Um, anyhow, you know.
0: Although it could be taken the wrong way. But the, but, anyway.
5: but, the, but the answer to this is, I don't know, Mary. I'm hoping that Elon um, gets sick of this and quits. Um, that's my hope.
0: Okay. Um, I just really quickly want to say that part of what I was thinking is that if and when the time comes... We all just send out this exact same tweet that is something that mocks Elon Musk. And then we just go dark. Uh, Brian?
6: I will never leave Twitter. I have had my life threatened by these SOBs. I've been jailed to keep my my, uh, press pass. I'm not giving a fucking inch to these mothers. Sorry. I will never, ever, ever. And as far as I'm concerned, Elon Musk is a twit. He is the chief twit and I will be there to torture him as I tortured Donald Trump. So by God, uh, you know, I, and I understand everybody who wants to leave, but as quick as I can, and I, and I feel it and I understand it. I'll be the guy that'll sit there with the sword and, and slit throats until the very end. Then you can come drag my dead dull carcass out and burn me an effigy or whatever you want, but I'm not, I'm not going to go. And I, and I, uh, I'll bring the snacks for that party. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I, and I just encourage everyone to stay in slit throats with me. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: Okay. Danielle.
4: So I've gone back and forth. Um, I don't spend a ton of time on Twitter anymore. Um, I used to spend hours and hours a day on Twitter, uh, as many of us did. Um, And I don't do that. I I go on, I say the hot shit that I'm thinking that day. And then I kind of and then I leave. Um, And then I go into the DMs to talk to all of you and see what you're thinking and doing. And then like, I go about, you know, the rest of my day. So I um, feel Brian on this, which is like, I'm not going to allow anybody to push me off of the of the platform. So if it implodes, it implodes, right? Um, I'm going to use it for what I use it for, which is to gather information, which is to connect with like minded people, which is to, to promote, you know, the 75 shows I host, like, that's what I, you know, that's what I use it for. And I think that if you can, you know, for as long as you can quiet out the noise, and, you know, continue to use it as a tool, then, like, there's no reason to leave. Elon Musk is going to he Elon Musk exists in every fucking space, yep. right? Like, these yep. people exist everywhere. So unless mm-hmm. you're just going to decide to live on a commune somewhere until they come there to torch that, like, I don't know, you know, who we're running from and where we're running to. But yep. the reality is, is that, you know, we need to use it for what we go there to use it for and shut it off for what it is not useful for.
6: Amen. Yep. Was. Love you, Daniel. Great. Uh,
1: <laughs> I was a fat kid growing up in the 80s, and I was forced to wear husky pants. And if anyone knows that, that knows it's daily torture, right? Uh, so I was like, it's World War III every day.
0: Wait, plug um, your book. Plug your book.
1: And so, and so. It's plug your book. The, it's a, yeah, you could read about my book. And also go and hear about it in uh, on December 19th on our sold out show in L.A. with Mary and myself and Jen and a super friend. You could probably get a couple of tickets, scalp them. Uh, it's sold out, though. Uh, but I I say this because I made a vow at the age of, I think, 21, that I would never be intimidated by anyone. Mm. And I've stuck to that vow. And the way I respond and everyone's different. I agree with Brian. Everyone has to do their own temperature check, but I have really tough skin. Uh, and, uh, I refuse to bend the knee to bullies. And I oftentimes find that bullies are the most insecure, terrified people on earth. Amen. And instead of acting like Daffy Duck, I try to act like Bugs Bunny. Because Yosemite Sam always went after Bugs Bunny, who was minding his own business. And then Bugs Bunny used their own traps against them and did a wise crack and ate the, the carrot and kissed the pretty uh, bunny girl at the end. So that's how my response to Elon Musk and White nationalists on Twitter is that I will use the platform to connect with the rest of you to promote our show and Jen's podcast and Daniel and I's podcast and my book that you should read and all of our books that you should read. Um, and and all- my YouTube channel. And and Cliff's YouTube channel. And also, it's a great news aggregator still. And until we find a new place, when you all decide, let me know. Then I'll come there. But to expose these folks, to mock them, to disrobe them, to minimize them, it's a victory for oftentimes the marginalized folks and people of color. And I oftentimes realize I'm not going to convince them, but I know there's a global audience watching. That's my audience. And so if I can empower those folks to stand up and confront them that's why i stay on twitter so i'll be the guy playing the violin on the titanic even though i don't play violin
6: yeah
0: and uh, you got the
6: violin of course you
0: know
1: this means
6: war
0: yes and and before i get to you cliff i just want to say a couple things really quickly one block people and don't read comments i like the comments they've gotten like fucking brutal uh and the other thing i say when i was 21 i promised myself i would never do anything that i dread (laughs) it didn't work out very well cliff
3: (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's a show right there mary you got it oh well We have to list those things at some uh, point. we don't have
0: enough time
3: Uh, yeah me too um that's why i love you by the way (laughs) i'm staying my my whole view is and you know maybe it's just the way i was brought up or or who i am from the inside I fucking hate bullies and you know, I used to choose, you know, to go on those debates on TV and those stupid shows and and fight with them just because it was there. And I, I just, when people lie and they come in in, and share disinformation and in bad faith and they attack people, marginalized people, people who have even smaller accounts and can't say anything back, it makes me want to punch them rhetorically anyhow, punch them in the face. So, you know, I won't be chased off. I'll stay on there. I will say to people, the only one I've found so far on there on post is Jen. Um, But it's like it's, like a whole different world over there of like not Nazis and people responding nicely. And so I'll say, I mean, I'm at Cliff Schechter on there like I am on Twitter. I would say to people, you can do both. Like I go over on post, so I spend a lot. So like what Danielle was saying, I spend a lot less time on Twitter now. You can go to post and it's like you're going to that nice spa and relaxing and enjoying yourself, whatever. And like, then I'm like, now I'm going to go play that fucking football game in the mud, in the rain, you know, and all of that. And I jump in there and I punch as many Nazis rhetorically in the face as I can. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, as, I'll, to finish up, I'll say what Wise was saying. Like, I'll, I'll also be playing. I'll, I'll be the band sitting on, you know, as the iceberg has hit. You know, he'll have to kick me off for me to leave. But I think for your mental health, find other places to be, too. I didn't know you could yeah. play the violin. Uh, guitar so I'll, I'll be doing a rock and jimmy we'll have a little
0: band uh playing while the ship goes down but listen again no judgment um i you know we some of us get used to thanks wash uh some of us you know get used to the comments uh some of us don't have to put up with um the kinds of vile racist anti-semitic comments that other people do so you know we don't know what people are putting up with uh so i'm not judging anybody but i would say that if you can't it just feel like you can't do 20 or more just don't delete your account yet you know um because that way like you know jen she can pop back in When uh, when it's because I'm also a believer in using the platform against them, Um, you know, uh,
3: it's part of the information. Some
0: people do that with Facebook ads and I understand why. So, you know, let's let's just as long as it's possible uh let's let's just keep the fight going there uh and and again it's a huge loss of community that i i'm not looking forward to so let's postpone that as as long as humanly possible so that is it for today as Waj mentioned our december 19th show at dynasty Top Writer in los angeles Yay! is sold out uh which is cool which is very cool uh that's very actually cool. uh three weeks from yesterday um so, you know, we will be scalping tickets like t- t- Ticketmaster. So uh, I think we've got, you know, I-, I I think we set aside some tickets to scalp for $57,000 or something. I'm not sure, but uh, don't quote me. Um, anyway, so thank you to Dino Badala, Wajali, Brian Karam, Daniel Moody, Cliff Schechter, Gentau. Thank you, my nerds, so much. Thanks, everybody uh, listening. Actually, I'm going to talk to you guys who are listening on the other end of the music but thank you to my nerds so much for being here and i will see you next week i almost got rid of you sooner than i was supposed to sorry about that anyway i thought that was great show i thought it was worth worth spending a little extra time um, because both of both the, the uh, Twitter issue and the um, rise of anti-Semitism, or I should say the, the public embrace of anti-Semitism and the Republican Party are two issues that are, are vitally important to what's going on in our world right now. Uh, so thanks to, to the Nerd Avengers, thank you to all of you. Uh, thank you also to everybody who bought a ticket to the show. I'm so excited. And uh, for that, and, and grateful uh, to you for coming out uh, to support us out there. Hoping again that it's going to be the first of many, many live shows. Uh, so we'll we'll keep you posted on when we start adding other uh, cities and towns. Um, I let's see, we've got our tuesday show coming up uh that's at 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific on youtube.com slash politicon my guest this week is asha rangapa i'm i've been wanting to talk to asha for a long time so i'm really excited about that her work and also she's got a new Substack called the freedom academy which i highly recommend that you check out uh that um and then, of course, obviously, next Tuesday, we'll be back here with the Nerd Avengers. That's 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Also at YouTube.com Politicon. And while you're on Politicon's YouTube page, please subscribe to Politicon. Um, it doesn't cost anything. Uh, and like the show, leave a comment, click on that bell. So you're sure to be alerted anytime uh, a new video drops and obviously you can listen to the show in podcast form and apple or anywhere you you get your podcast so that is it for us today um i that was a great show and i so appreciate you being here uh and of course i always appreciate um my nerds uh so that's it thanks guys i will see you thursday do not miss the show with asha it's going to be amazing And in the meantime, please stay safe and be kind.